Benny handled radio as good or better than anybody, than any of the comedians. Because he knew just the things that he did. He made use of, of, of pauses and of weights, like uh, Jack Benny going over to Ronald Coleman's house. He borrowed a cup of sugar, and he went over to Ronald. Well, when Jack Benny goes to Ronald Coleman's house, he goes there. He goes down eight steps. He walks on the sidewalk, and he's carrying the cup, and after that, as the man passes him and drops ten cents in the cup, and you hear the ten cents drop, and Jack says, thank you, then he walks again, and walks up eight steps, rings the bell, there was no hurry with Jack, he, 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 he knew how to use these weights, and knew how to use radio, and everything Jack Benny did, he, he, he'd hold on to, he had the Maxwell car, and and he had the bear, I forget the bear's name. And he'd do things like when he went down into the vault and he had this crocodile down there, or the man living there for 60 years that never, you know, the most, the worst, but he, it, it was fun. See, in radio, you could visualize everything yourself, like my vault scenes were easier to do on radio than in television. Now, the reason my character sustained so many years, like you say, how could things go on and on? I played a character that included all the faults and the frailties of mankind. See, every family had somebody like me. Either they had an uncle who was stingy, or one who thought he was very sexy and he wasn't. So every family has that kind of a person. The different characterizations, you know, we made Phil Harris a sort of a smart-alecky guy. He either left a pool room or a bar or a girl. Nearly every good comedian has good timing. They, they couldn't be good without it. Burns has great timing. Ed Wynn had the greatest. Gracie Allen had probably the greatest. She was the great of all time when it came to timing. You have to have real good timing or you can't exist as a comedian. And I would see to it that the material I gave them almost fit their characters personally and particularly their speaking voices. On Christmas Day, the Czech government outlawed all people who fled the country during the 1948 communist coup. While Cary Grant and Betsy Drake were married in a private ceremony. At 5 p.m. Eastern Time, CBS put on a star-studded holiday rendition of The Man Who Came to Dinner. Jack Benny played the male title role in this screwball comedy. Holiday specials were a network tradition, and Benny was no stranger to them. Hello, everybody. This is John Garfield. By way of wishing you all a very Merry Christmas, we of the Actors' Company bring you an extra special holiday present. George Kaufman and Morse Hart's Broadway hit, The Man Who Came to Dinner, starring Jack Benny 
Charles Boyer, Gene Kelly, Dorothy McGuire, Gregory Peck, and Rosalind Russell, with Henry Fonda as narrator, directed by Mel Ferrer. Presenting the Hot Point Holiday Hour. This is Marvin Miller speaking for Hot Point, one of the world's great leaders in the development and manufacture of quality electrical appliances, who brings you Hollywood's distinguished actors' company in The Man Who Came to Dinner, with warm-hearted wishes for a Merry Christmas, by more than 10,000 Hot Point dealers and distributors, and the many thousands of employees who make and sell Hot Point, America's fastest-growing line of electric appliances, all electric kitchens and home laundry equipment. And now, on with the Hot Point Holiday Hour and the man who came to dinner. And now, transcribe your narrator, Henry Fonda. Have you ever had a guest drop in at your house for dinner and stay for two weeks? I mean, aside from your relatives. There might be a better way to upset a household, but they haven't discovered one yet. Anyway, that's what our story is all about. Did you happen to see this week's Time magazine? Well, I got a copy here. Let me read it to you. Quote, Caustic, Sheridan Whiteside, critic, lecturer, wit, radio orator, intimate friend of the great and near great, last week found his celebrated wit no weapon with which to combat a fractured hip. The luxury-loving Mr. Whiteside, trekking across the country on one of his annual lecture tours, met his Waterloo in the shape of a small piece of ice on the doorstep of Mr. and Mrs. Ernest Stanley of Massalia, Ohio. Result? Canceled lectures and disappointment to thousands of adoring club women in Omaha, Denver, and Points West. Further result, the idol of the airways rests until further notice in the home of surprise Mr. and Mrs. Stanley. Possibility Christmas may be postponed this year. Is Mr. Whiteside coming out? Yes, Mrs. Stanley. We're getting his wheelchair ready. Oh. Will somebody please get that phone? Oh, dear. Sarah, see who's at the door while I answer the phone. Yes, ma'am. I'm coming, I guess. We need some pillows. Just a moment, Miss Preen, until I answer the phone. Hello? Oh, yes, Mr. Whiteside is staying Ms. here. Preen, did you get the pillows? Not yet, Dr. Bradley. I'm sorry, but we're very busy. Now you'll have to call me later. Goodbye. Miss Preen, if the pillows aren't K-pot, we'll have to get rubber foam. Mr. Whiteside doesn't like feathers. It, it was the expressman again, Mr. Stanley. Two more boxes for Mr. Whiteside. Oh. A crate from Alaska with two penguins in it. And an octopus from William Beebe. Oh, and a piano came this morning from Arthur Rubenstein. What about the pillows? We'll need at least four of them for the wheelchair. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Sarah, run upstairs and get two more pillows off yes, Mr. Stanley's bed. Yes, Dr. Bradley. Mr. Whiteside wants a dozen bottles of Saratoga spring water, a copy of Bartlett's Quotations, and a box of Pine Brothers cough drops. Hello? Oh, 
Oh, hello, Clara. Yes, the phone's been going all day. Yes, I know. <laughs> he just never goes to dinner anywhere. And then this had to happen. Poor Mr. Whiteside. Daisy, will you please give me a moment of your attention? Just a minute, Ernest, dear. I'm so sorry, Clara. Daisy, I must get to the office. I'll speak to you later, Clara. Goodbye. Daisy, I'm sure it's a great honor, Sheridan Whiteside in our house, but it is a little upsetting. Phone going all the time, doorbell ringing, messengers. Have the half come yet? Well, they're on their way, Miss Cutler. Oh, Ernest, this is Miss Cutler, Mr. Whiteside's secretary. How do you do? How do you do? May I move this chair? <gasps> you mean he's coming out now? He is indeed. Oh, Sarah, Sarah? Yes, ma'am. Mr. Whiteside's coming out. Oh, Ernest. <laughs> well, here we are, Mary and Bright. <laughs> Miss Breen, wheel our little patient out. <laughs> Mr. Whiteside, these are your hosts. Oh, <laughs> good morning, Mr. Whiteside. I'm Mrs. Ernest Stanley, remember? And this is Mr. Stanley. How do you do, Mr. Whiteside? I, I hope that you're better. Thank you. I am suing you for $150,000. You, you mean because you fell on our steps, Mr. Whiteside? Uh, Jerry Giesler will explain it to you in court. <laughs> And now, Mr. Stanley, I shall require the exclusive use of this room as well as that drafty sewer which you call the library. Well, what do you mean, sir? My diction is excellent. I would suggest you have your ears blown. <laughs> Mr. Whiteside, if I may say... You may not... At 7 p.m. Eastern, the Jack Benny Show signed on CBS. This episode was heard by roughly 25 million people. <laughs> Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you go out to Beverly Hills and look in the windows of Jack Benny's house, you will see a very pretty Christmas tree, a picture of peace and serenity. But if you could have been there yesterday, well, why not? <laughs> well, we're almost through trimming the tree, Mary. She was nice of you to come over and help me. Well, if I didn't, you'd never get it done. Say, Jack, shall I put the snow around the bottom now? Not yet. I want to see if the lights are working. I'll hold up the bulbs. When I say ready, you plug it in. Okay. Ready? Ready. Pull it out! Pull it out! Pull it out! <laughs> My goodness. Oh, Jack, why'd you make me shut it off? Those lights were so pretty, especially those two blue ones that kept clashing on and off. Those were my eyes. I must have been holding on to a bare wire. Well, it's your own fault. Every time you fool around with electricity, something goes wrong. It does not. I know plenty about electricity. Oh, sure. Remember what happened yesterday when you fixed your doorbell? What happened? I pushed the button, roasted a pig in Encino. <laughs> oh, stop exaggerating. Anyway, hand me that roll of tape. I'll fix this bare wire right now. Here you are. Thanks. Now, let's see. To insulate a bare wire, you just tape it up like, hmm, like this. There. That ought to be enough tape. All right, Mary, plug it in. Okay. Pull it out! Pull it out! Pull it out! 
gun. I taped my finger to the wire. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, gee, and that time was even prettier than before. What do you mean? Your nose lit up, too. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Benny, the red-nosed reindeer. <laughs> All right, all right. Now, let's get this tree finished before the gang gets here. But, Jack, what about the light? Oh, we'll have to let that go until later. Now, hand me one of those candy canes so I can... Oh, Mr. Benny! What is it, Rochester? I baked that cake like you told me to. Good, good. You have enough whipped cream to spell out Merry Christmas? Yeah! Uh, say, boss, how many R's in Merry? Two. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you better add one. Add one? I better cross one out. I got three. <laughs> Well, leave it. It's better than ruining the cake. Okay. Uh, oh, Rochester, will you please take these Christmas tree lights and fix them? Fix them? Yes. I ain't fooling around with electricity. Now, what are you afraid of? I don't want to get hit by nothing I can't hit back. <laughs> oh, Rochester, imagine being afraid of electricity. Suppose Robert Fulton was afraid. He never would have invented the electric light, would he? <laughs> Jack. What? You're thinking of Thomas Edison. Edison? Well, then what did Robert Fulton do? He wrote Mule Train. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, Rochester, please fix these lights. Okay, okay. Now, let me see. In electricity, there's the electrons and the electrodes, and then there's the positive and the negative, but I ain't positive which one is negative. Hmm. Then there's the atoms. Now, the atoms are supposed to go from the positive to the negative, or maybe they go from the electrons to the electrodes. Then again, maybe they go from Amos to Andy. Rochester. Now, as long as these atoms keep passing each other, everything is all right. But when they meet halfway and start fighting, they're going to turn on anybody who tries to butt in. Rochester, I'm not interested in the scientific details. I just want you to fix those lights. And I promise you, while you're holding the wires, no one in this room will turn on the switch. I know, boss. While I'm holding the wire, you ain't going to turn on the switch. And Miss Livingston ain't gonna turn on the switch. Of course not. But way up there at Boulder Dam, there's a little man sitting in a room with thousands of wires all around him. So what? How do I know he ain't gonna do something just to break the monotony? Oh, all right. I'll fix it myself. Come on, Mary. Help me finish the tree. Okay, Jack. Hand me that candy cane, will you? Here you are. Da-da-dum-dum, dum, dum da da dum I'll put the cane right next to the drum. Santa Claus is coming to town. Let's see, where's that star? Deedle dum deedle dum dee I'll put the star on top of the tree. Santa Claus is coming to town. Gee, that looks swell. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're away. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. So you better watch out. You better not cry. Mary, you're cute, and so am I. <laughs> Well, Mary, we got all the packages under the tree. It looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah, but you better pick those lights up off the floor before somebody steps on them. Oh, yes. Now, where can I put them? I'll put them here on this chair. Now, Mary, some of the gifts I had sent direct from the store, but there's Phil Harris's present. Put it under the tree. Boy, will he be surprised. But, Jack, how will he be surprised you've got toilet water written all over the box? Well, you've got to do that with Phil. When he opens a package and finds a bottle, he never stops to read the label. <laughs> Last year, I gave him a miniature ship and a bottle, and the mass stuck out of his mouth for three days. Oh. <laughs> 
Every time I asked him something, he had to answer me through the crow's nest. <laughs> Believe me, I know what I'm doing. Well, Jack, I guess that does it. The tree's all finished. Yeah. Gee, it looks well. I'm kind of tired. I think I'll sit down for a minute and smoke a lucky. Mary, have you got a match? No. Oh, say, boss. What is it, Rochester? Are your socks dry yet? I think so. Well, people will be here soon. You better take them off the tree. <laughs> oh, that's right. You take them off, will you, Rochester? I'm tired. I want to sit here a while. Yes, sir. Say, this tree looks awful nice, but it's kind of dark. Oh, no wonder the lights aren't plugged in. I'll fix that. Pull it out! Pull it out! Pull it out! heaven's sake. Oh, what happened this time? I'm sitting on the wire. <laughs> now, as long as you're here, Rochester, give me a match. You don't need it now. Your cigarette is lit. <laughs> oh, yes. Thanks, Rochester. Don't thank me. Thank that little man up at Boulder Dam. <laughs> Never mind. Don't plug that in anymore. I've had enough trouble with it. Come in. Oh, hello, Phil. Hiya, Jackson. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Well, deck the halls with turnip greens if that ain't a lovely Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, Jackson, you ought to see the one I've got. It's all decorated with a lot of ornaments, and I got tinsel on it and everything. And then right up on the top, I got a picture of Alice. Alice? Phil, you're supposed to have a picture of Santa Claus. She's Santa Claus to me, Dad. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, but no kidding, Jackson. I think we got the prettiest tree in Encino. Uh, by the way, Phil, what are you having for Christmas dinner? A roast pig. What? <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but when I went out to feed it this morning, it was cooked standing up. <laughs> you see, Jack? I told you. I thought you were kidding. So did I. <laughs> Isn't that strange? What are you two mumbling about? Nothing, nothing. Hey, Phil, what do you got in that package there? Oh, I almost forgot, Jackson. It's, uh, it's a present for you. For me? Yeah. Me and the boys of the band all chipped in and got it for you. Well, thanks, Phil. I'll put it under the tree. No, 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 you don't. Go ahead, open it up now. Okay. See, it's certainly nice of you and the boys. Oh, Phil, thanks. See, a beautiful turtleneck sweater. Oh, gee. Look inside of it, Jackson. Inside? Oh, Phil. Uh, what is it, Jack? A turtle. <laughs> I only worked with him, I think, once or twice when he went into television. Mm -hmm. I didn't go. Was there any reason for that? No reason, no. I was doing all right myself. Mm -hmm. I had Page. my own show mm -hmm. to yeah. show you what kind of a man Jack Benny was. Mm -hmm. Jack Benny let me do comedy exactly right following him. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine what I had going in, what kind of account I had going in. I had the highest rating in the world going in, the best rating. Absolutely. And I'm doing comedy. But I mean, what other guy? And then I'm running through the alley after they go to CBS. <laughs> I'm running through the alley to warm my audience up. Mm -hmm. And he's let me off, puts me on the first 15 minutes mm -hmm. so that I can go get out of there and go and, and start my own show. That's a pretty nice guy, isn't it? I would say. Sure, he, he was doing it. You were both at NBC initially. And then mm -hmm. he went to CBS. Then he went over to CBS, which was a couple and blocks And it's a block down. away, yeah. a block and a half away. 
I was seven years on my own program yeah. with Alice, yeah. I'd say my own. And I think four or five of those, I was on Jack's mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. Sit down on this chair and relax, huh? Go ahead, Phil, sit down. Thanks, Jackson. Are you comfortable, Phil? Sure. Good, good. Mary, push in the plug. Oh, Jack. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. Hand me the plug. I'll give it to myself. Hey, Jackson, what about my present? Yes, sit where you are. You'll get it. You'll get it. It's a surprise. Mary, watch it, Joe. One, two, three. <laughs> Phil, Phil, don't you feel anything? No, why? Hmm. Well, what about the surprise? What's the matter? Uh, we're having a little trouble at Boulder Dam. <laughs> Mary, I can't understand what went wrong. Phil, stand up a minute. Okay. Now, let's see. There must be something wrong with this thing. Pull it out! Pull it out! Pull it out! A fine thing to do on a guy on Christmas Eve. Well, it's your own fault for trying to play a trick on Phil. Oh, so that's it, eh, Jackson? Trying to give me a high hot foot. <laughs> oh, Bill, I was just trying... Pull it out! Pull it! Jack, that's the doorbell. Uh-oh. Come in! Oh, hello, Don. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Christmas Don. Don. Yeah, come on in, fellas. Oh, you brought the sportsman with you. Merry Christmas, boys. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure glad you dropped in. Say, Don, did you get many nice presents this year? Uh, I sure did, Mary. I couldn't wait. I've opened them already. You have? What'd you get, Don? Well, I got some gold cufflinks, a moving picture camera, a television set, a golf ball, and a diamond wristwatch. Well. Thanks for the golf ball, Jack. <laughs> You're welcome, Don. You do play golf, don't you? No. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you really ought to take it up, Don. It's great exercise for a fellow like you. And there's some beautiful courses around here. Oh, that's fine. You give a guy one golf ball, and right away you want him to join a country club. <laughs> well? Why don't you give him a flea and tell him to go out and buy a dog? <laughs> buy a dog, buy a dog. <laughs> now, look, Mary. Well, Jack, the boys and I have to be running along. Well, Don, can't you stay a little longer? Ah, uh, we'd like to, Jack, but the sportsmen have to rush over to the Ambassador Hotel. You know, they're appearing at the Coconut Grove. Oh, yes. And say, Jack, why don't we go over there one night this week? Oh, we will, Mary, we will. Jack, you should have been there last night. The boys did a novelty number for the holiday season that was really wonderful. They called it Yule Train. Oh, you mean Mule Train? No, 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 Jack. Yule Train. <laughs> oh, Yule Train. Say, that's clever. How does it go, Don? Well, come on, boys. Let's have it. Well, you had insisted on the comedy commercial right from the beginning. Right and from the very first show. When you had the sportsmen on the, was yeah. it the Lucky Strike well, program where they jelly, came in? That was Jello, Lucky Strike, right, everything, right. yeah. Well, you wrote most of those, didn't you? Or have a with big my writers, with my writers, yeah, sure. We wrote every one of them. 
when we started for Jello, the Jello commercials saved Jello because Jello was going out of business almost on account of Knox Gelatin was beating Jello, beating the hell out. And so they wanted the comedy commercials, figuring that that could be the one thing that would save it. And by golly, it did. All my writers have been very, very good. I don't remember not having a good writer. But by the same token, the, the same writers have been awfully nice to me because they figure not only am I easy to write for because of the characterizations, but that I'm a help to them because they think I may not be the greatest writer in the world, but they think I'm the greatest editor. And they think I know what to tell them. And I make as many mistakes as anybody else. Sometimes I'll tell them that I don't think this is right for the show, and it turns out great. And I apologize to them. I'd rather apologize and have, a, and have a good show than have a lousy show and say I was right. John, that was wonderful. We'll be over at the Grove the first chance we get, won't we, Mary? We sure will. Well, that's swell. So long now, kids. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Don. Well, Mary, you're going to stay and have dinner with me, aren't you? Yes, you invited me. Good. Then after dinner, we'll open all the presents. I'll answer the phone, boss. Never mind, Rochester. I'll get it. It's right here. Hello? Now, look, Joe. I haven't got much time, so listen to me. I'm phoning to warn you that my husband's wise to us and he's on his way over to your house with a gun. So get out of town, Joe. Get out quick. Remember what happened to Charlie. Jack, what's the matter? I don't know. Somebody keeps getting my number by mistake. It's the second time it happened. First it was Charlie, and now she thinks I'm Joe. Joe who? I don't know. We'll probably read it in the paper tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Rochester, how soon will dinner be ready? In about ten minutes, boss. Oh, good. Say, Jack, it's a little chilly in here. Don't you think so? Yeah, maybe I ought to put another log on the fire. There we are. <clears throat> mm. Gee, this log is heavy. Oh, Rochester! Never mind. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. <laughs> Now, let's sit down and wait until we can... All right, you can stop showing off. <laughs> now, let's sit down. You know, Mary, sitting here in front of the fireplace, you look like the prettiest girl in the whole world. If I were a painter, I'd take the reflection of the fires dancing in your hair and paint the loveliest... There's somebody at the door. Well, answer, Grandma Moses. You can paint my hair later. Yeah. Coming! Coming! Yes? Good evening, sir. I'm selling Christmas cookies to raise funds for the Girl Scouts. Christmas cookies? Well, you see, I... Oh, you're Jack Benny, aren't you? Yes. Well, it would be silly of you to buy any. You bake them for us. <laughs> That's right. How did you know I baked those cookies? All the gingerbread men have blue eyes. Ah, well, I'll buy some anyway. I'll take a dozen. How much are they? Twenty-five cents. You mean you only make a penny profit? (laughs) 
A penny on 12 cookies? If we break any, we're dead. <laughs> well, just be careful. By the way, what's your name, young lady? Joan. Oh, that's a nice name. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mary, I just bought some cookies. I'll put them on, a, on the tree here. Who'd you buy them from? A girl who came to the door. Her name is Joan. Cute, too. You'd think her father would dress her a little better. <laughs> Mary always sort of ran my life, even though she wasn't supposedly married to me. When Dennis came in, you knew he was always vague about something. As long as I'm staying here, I better call my maid and tell her I won't be home. Okay. Hello? Hello, Pauline. This is Miss Livingston. Well, I won't be home for dinner, so I thought you'd like to know you could have... Pauline, are you still crying? Pauline, you've got to get a grip on yourself. You've been carrying on like this all week. Now, look. He's married on his way to Honolulu, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Goodbye. What's wrong, Mary? Oh, that maid of mine. Just because Clark Gable got married, she's been crying for five days. Five days? Hey, that's ridiculous. Certainly. I got over it in two. Everybody makes such a fuss about Gable. Mary, let me ask you something. What's Clark Gable got that I... No. <laughs> no, I'd be a fool to throw you a lead like that. <laughs> Sure would. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mr. Benny. Merry Christmas. Oh, Dennis. I didn't see you. When did you get here? I came in with Phil. <laughs> with Phil? That was quite a while ago. Where have you been? Well, I sneaked upstairs and put your Christmas present under your pillow. Oh. Well, what took you so long? I fell asleep. <laughs> oh. Say, Mr. Benny, I'd like to thank you for the present you sent me, but I'm all confused. Confused? Why? All the packages got mixed up and the tags fell off, and I don't know who sent me what. Oh, all the cards fell off? Yeah. Well, look, kid, uh, did you, uh, uh, did you get a wristwatch? Oh, a beautiful one, solid gold. Well, take my card and put it on that. Now, let's... Uh... Wait a minute. Huh? Dennis, I'll tell you what Jack gave you. What else did you get? A portable radio, a cigarette lighter, a candid camera, a silk bathrobe, a golf ball. Bingo. <laughs> Mary. Dennis, Jack gave you that golf ball. Oh, I thought it was kind of funny about Mr. Benny giving me the wristwatch. Why? On the back is engraved to Dennis from Mother and Dad. <laughs> Look, Dennis, on Christmas, it isn't what you get that counts. It's the spirit in which it was given. Every year he says the same thing. <laughs> Certainly I say it because it's true. More people felt that way than... Oh, Mr. Bennett, dinner's ready! Where are you? Oh, pardon me. Christmas Day, you know. Good, good. Come on, Mary. We'll go to dinner. Uh, Dennis, do you want to have dinner with us? Oh, yeah. That'd be swell. And after dinner, we can all sit around the fire and... <clears throat> Dennis. Dennis, come here a minute. Yes, sir. Over here. Now, look, kid. There's an old saying. Two is company and three is a crowd. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but how can we get rid of, rid of Mary? <laughs> you nearly lost that one out <laughs> Well, all right, Rochester. There'll be the three of us for dinner. Come on, kids. Gee, I'm hungry. Oh, so am I. I hope Rochester has those big raw carrots. I love them. I like the small carrots. I like the big ones. We always argue about that every <laughs> time. Now, Mary, you sit here. And Dennis, you sit over there. There we are. Now, Rochester, you can get the... Dennis, what happened? I rolled off the chair. I had the golf ball in my back pocket. <laughs> no. Rochester, we're waiting. Coming, boss, coming! Rochester's been a very nice Christmas Eve. The gang dropped in, we had a quiet dinner, and now they've gone home. Believe me, I'm ready for bed. Yes, sir. Uh, wait a minute, boss. I'll fluff up your pillow for you. Mm. What's the matter, Rochester? There's a package under here. Oh, yes, it's from Dennis. It's my Christmas present. Well, open it. Open it. Okay. Oh, well, this is lovely. A beautiful electric alarm clock. And instead of numbers around the face, it has 12 letters that spell out Jackson Benny. Yeah, sure is nice. Well, I might as well start using it right now. Rochester, you set it to the right time and I'll plug it in. Okay. Uh, it's 11.30 now, so I'll set it to... Pull it out! Pull it out! Pull it out! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Rochester. I didn't mean... Rochester. Rochester. Oh, my goodness. Rochester, speak to me. <laughs> what are you laughing at? The lights lit up on the Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, good, good. Merry Christmas, Rochester. Merry Christmas, boss. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Day will sing Schubert's Ave Maria.
Merry Christmas, everybody. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.